Hi ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Today's lesson, we are wrapping up the book of Job with chapter 42. The previous four chapters, God spoke to Job and asked him questions that he could not answer. Job's first response to the Lord was in chapter 40, verses 3 through 6. And Job, who once justified himself as righteous and guiltless before God, now says, Behold, I am vile. What should I say? I lay my hand over my mouth. Once I spoke, but I will not answer. Twice, but I will proceed no more. The Lord proceeded with more words for Job. And then Job said in chapter 42, I know that you can do everything and that no thought is withheld from you. Who is he that hideth counsel without knowledge? I have spoken without understanding. These are things too wonderful for me, which I did not know. Here I ask you, and I will speak. I will demand of you and declare you unto me. I have heard of you by the hearing of my ear, but now my eyes see you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. Now let's stop there for just a minute. Up to seeing God, Job demanded that he had done nothing wrong. He had kept the law to the best of his ability and he did try. And remember, God even described Job as perfect and upright, one that fears God and avoids evil. So why does Job now say that he's vile? Why does he now abhor himself? Why repent in dust and ashes if he is perfect and upright? Because God is holy and Job was not. And when we grasp the holiness of God, the goodness of God, we so quickly see that we are not either of those. Way back in Genesis 3, when Adam and Eve sinned, we all inherited that sin. There is a tool evangelists use called the Roman Road. And all of these verses are found in the book of Romans. And it is a way to share the salvation story. And it goes like this. Romans 3.23 For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 5, 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 10, 9, that if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Romans 10, 13, for whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 5.1 Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 
There is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Romans 8, 38 and 39. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Dr. Betts summed up the book of Job with three points. One, recognizing God's sovereignty. He is in control. Two, recognizing God's wisdom. He knows what he's doing, even when we don't have a clue. And then number three, recognize God's love. After Job repented of his sin and after God spoke to Job, then the Lord spoke to Eliphaz the Temanite. This seems to show that he was the ringleader of that group of three. God told him that his anger is kindled against Eliphaz and his two friends. Again, Elihu, that fourth guy, is not mentioned here in the discipline. And God was angry with them because they did not speak of the thing that was right, as my servant Job had. God said they were to take seven bulls and seven rams and go to Job and offer up burnt offerings, and my servant Job will pray for you and God will accept Job. Otherwise, I will deal with you as your folly deserves. So the three men did as the Lord commanded them, and the Lord accepted Job. God allowed Job to be vindicated in the eyes of those three men who had condemned him this whole time. Then, when Job prayed for these three men, the King James Version says, And the Lord turned the captivity of Job. The word for captivity also means exile. How interesting that this book is right after the Jewish nation's captivity and their exile to other lands and how they also turned back to Jerusalem because they repented too. And now Job is coming back from his exile, from his captivity into the presence of God. The Lord gave Job twice as much as before, Plus, his brothers and sisters and acquaintances came with bread and money and earrings of gold, and they brought him comfort. There is that word again, true comfort, over all of the evil that the Lord had brought to him. And then it says, and the second half of Job's life was more blessed than the first half. Now he has 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 oxen, and 1,000 donkeys. He has seven more sons and three more daughters. And the Bible focuses on the daughters' names, their beauty, and they also get an inheritance. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw his sons, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, and his great-great-grandchildren. 
Job died old and full of days. God restored Job after he prayed for those men that brought him great agony. My dad passed away about five years ago now, and going through some of his books, I found some notes that he had when he had taught the book of Job for his Sunday school class. I found a quote that my dad had written in his Sunday school notes, and it says, Forgiveness changes the present, not the past. Another quote he had written down said, Holding on to resentment is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. So ladies, let me ask you today, is there someone you need to forgive? Maybe like Job, begin that journey with praying for them. In the book of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 43 through 48, Jesus is sharing the Sermon on the Mount. In this section of the sermon, this is about our enemies. One of the things I love about this section is that Jesus acknowledges we have enemies. He then tells us to love our enemies, to bless them, to do good to them, and to pray for them. Why should we do that? So that we may be children of your Father in heaven, so that we may be perfect as your Father who is in heaven is perfect. Now, ladies, this is not something we can do on our own. But as Christians, we have the Spirit of God within us. And because He loves us, and because He loves truth, we can start with the truth. So, for example, one time I prayed, God, I hate this guy. And I listed my long list of all that he had done to me. And then I said, I know you say I am to love him. And I don't want to. But I do want to do what you want me to do. So I am willing to let you change my heart. I began praying, but not a very godly prayer. It was, God, let him get caught in every lie he tells. (laughs) But then slowly, God changed my heart. And I began to pray that his eyes would be opened to see God and that his heart would be softened and that his ears would be opened to hear and that he would obey. This may sound dumb, but one way I know that I have truly forgiven someone is if I were to see him at Walmart, would I try to avoid him? How about you? How do you tell? Sometimes I can tell if my heart is still, when I see that person or think of that person, does my heart get all mad inside, like Elihu was mad. I don't want to be like Elihu. One time my psychology professor in college said, a person who forgives and forgets is a fool. Some things we will never forget. But forgiveness is a choice of the will. It doesn't mean we have to keep putting ourselves out there for abuse or anything like that. But not forgiving kills our soul. Job was blessed by God because he forgave his three, quote, friends. This story of Job began at God's initiative and it ended with God's blessing. And we see Job's journey of faith through the ups and downs, the going forward and going backward. In the book, An Introduction to the Old Testament Poetic Books, 
he describes Job as a suffering servant. When we all get to heaven, I bet we all have stories of our suffering and how God brought us out of exile or captivity and brought us into his presence and his freedom. I know God did it for me. So ladies, if you hear his voice today, don't harden your hearts. Don't refuse to forgive. Instead, let's be women who pray for our enemies and obey the almighty God. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.